welcome to Relationship Rewind on WERU-FM 89.9 Blue Hill, a show where we rewind relationships in popular media and break down behaviors that are often considered normal but are actually based in power, control, and abuse. I'm your host, Allie Williamson, she, her pronouns, the youth educator and advocate at Next Step Domestic Violence Project. Today we'll be inviting middle school student Grace, she, her pronouns, on to talk about the TV show 13 Reasons Why. We will mostly be talking about the first season of the show, which follows high school student Clay as he listens to tapes recorded by his friend Hannah after she lost her life to suicide. In these tapes, Hannah describes the traumas she faced during her time at Liberty High School, ultimately leading to her losing her life. The show is incredibly powerful and explores a wide range of social issues and traumas young people are facing. Because of the nature of 13 Reasons Why, I would like to take some time today to give a content warning before we begin. If you find this episode may not be for you, I welcome you to skip this month and join us again next month. Some of the topics included in 13 Reasons Why are suicide, sexual assault and rape, bullying, substance abuse, and domestic violence. If you would like to reach out to us for more support or more information, please call Next Steps 24-7 and free helpline at one 800 315 5579. There are a few other resources I would like to mention that you may find helpful. You can call or text 988 or chat at 988lifeline.org to be connected to a suicide and crisis helpline. This helpline offers free, confidential, and 24-7 access to trained crisis counselors who can help people experiencing mental health-related distress. You can also call 1-800-871-7741 to be connected with Maine's 24-7 free and confidential sexual assault crisis and support line. And if you'd like to reach out for help but you're not sure who to call, you can call 211 to find a resource that may be helpful for you and to be connected with them. Relationship Rewind uses media, like movies, TV shows, books, and music, as tools to recognize and start conversations about harmful and unhealthy behaviors in relationships, but this is not to pass judgment on the media that we're discussing. I would like to now introduce Grace to begin our conversation around the TV show 13 Reasons Why. Our show focuses on taking a look at some of the ways that TV shows and movies and other pieces of media show different behaviors in relationships that maybe aren't entirely healthy, but the way that they're being shown make them look kind of normal or even maybe romantic and passionate. How do you think watching all of these different behaviors in these TV shows and movies might impact you and the people that you know while you're watching them growing up? I think that, honestly, you shouldn't believe everything that you see on TV, first off. Second off, some of the teenagers that I'm growing up with, they tend to like think exactly like that. Like, oh, this is so romantic or like, this is so cute. Like, I want this, I want that. When it's really an unhealthy relationship. So you've definitely seen it kind of impacting the people that you know, they're they're watching the TV shows and the movies and seeing these things. Because the way that they do show them sometimes, it does make it look like that's what romance and passion looks like in relationships is like heated arguments and people being violent and all of this stuff when really a healthy and good relationship and the relationships that we want to have don't have violence. They don't have yelling at each other all the time and all these really bad heated arguments and everything, but showing them that way and making them look like romantic or linking them in with things that are super funny kind of is a little bit confusing. Yeah. So for today's show, we are going to be talking about the TV show 13 Reasons Why. Can you tell me a little bit about why maybe you wanted to talk about this show specifically? 
13 Reasons Why kind of like I wouldn't say has a big impact on like my life but like it was like one of my comfort shows and I could like relate most to that show but like I related to like Clay because I have a best my best friends and they always joke about committing and I tell them like that no 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 that's not funny but and I have a friend that used to self-harm and they got help and they're finally better and sober for I think almost two years now and so it's hard to like watch people go through that but like knowing that you have people there like Clay was for Hannah during those times that he didn't even know what was going on like that that's good for like the mental stage of that person that's going through that stuff just to know that you have someone to lean on and look forward to seeing during your day you know I think one of the big themes that I saw uh, especially while we're re-watching the show one of the big themes that I saw is kind of the lack of resources that Hannah had I think specifically in the later episodes of season one when she goes to talk to her guidance counselor and she is saying, you know, I'm going to give it one last go. I'm waking up. I'm I'm feeling a little hopeful. I'm going to reach out for help. I'm going to tell someone what's happening to me, the things I've experienced and how I'm feeling. And she goes and talks to her guidance counselor about these things. And, you know, his phone is distracting him. And he responds in a lot of really like minimizing and honestly victim blaming ways. I think he even says... After their whole conversation, she expresses, you know, some of the traumas she's experienced. She was sexually assaulted by a classmate and she tells him what happened and tells him about the sexual assault. And he says something like, are you sure that, you know, you have said no? And are you sure it wasn't just something that you did that you kind of regret now or is kind of embarrassing for you now? and really turns it around and victim blames. And she goes on to talk about how she's feeling really hopeless and she's asking for help saying exactly what's going on. And he says something like, you know, if you don't want to go to the police, if you won't tell me who it is, then really your only option is to move on from what's happened. That's the only thing that he recommends to her is just to move on and say that, you know, since that boy is a senior, he's going to be gone in a few months anyway, so it's not going to be a big deal. So he just minimizes how she's feeling, what she's experienced, and she he turns it around and blames it on her. It's almost like he was he's like using favoritism, like he was favoriting Bryce over Hannah, and like staying on Bryce's side and like kicking Hannah to the corner and saying, "No, you're wrong," because she like heavily implies that you know it's someone who is kind of a big deal in the school because in this school specifically in this high school specifically the kind of football player baseball player crowd are really big deals and it shows like a lot of the students who don't belong to those crowds don't feel valued and they are bullied by the people in those crowds they sexually assault the girls and objectify the girls very frequently and um, she very heavily implies that it was someone involved in that crowd. And he just kind of turns around and kind of blames it on her, tries to maybe say, well, like, oh, are you sure that it wasn't just, like, something you did? Like, were you was there drinking? Were you doing drugs? All of these other things to try to spin it around. And 
honestly, the entire conversation just came across as so discouraging. And it was heartbreaking to watch because she's reaching out for help. She's saying what went on, what happened to her, how she's feeling. And that is so difficult to even be able to get those words out a lot of the times. And she, you could tell in the way that she was talking about it, that she was having such a hard time getting those words out. She manages to get it out and he just minimizes and discourages her and tells her at the end of the conversation, she needs to just move on. Like it's a really easy thing to do. Yeah, like I don't understand why he was like, no, you're wrong. Like basically pushing her out. Are you sure? Like this didn't happen, that happened. Kind of like making it seem like he knew what went on. But like that was him hearing about it and he kind of flipped the story so that it's not their fault and that's like the other person's fault. I believe it was the second or third season where the counselor received the tapes and he was freaking out about it because when he got to his tape, he was like, oh crap, I pushed someone away who was actually telling me the truth. And the counselor just probably thought to himself, I could have done something about it. And he did nothing. And I think that um, there's one conversation that he has with Clay that really stood out to me where he's telling Clay, like, there's nothing we could have done. This isn't something that we could have impacted in any way or anything like that. But if you listen to the conversation that he had had with Hannah, there are a number of things that I think that a person in that position might be able to do to maybe offer more encouragement or more resources. You know, he does minimize a lot of how she's feeling. You know, she he does tell her, well, okay, if you don't want to tell me everything that happened, then your only other option is to move on, which I think is unfair because when you've experienced, you know, a trauma like that, ongoing trauma like that for such like that's a long time that she was experiencing these ongoing traumas it's hard to talk about it's hard to get those details out and to be able to tell anyone that immediately like that's not something that's gonna be easy and because she didn't share everything with him immediately when he hasn't even worked to build up any kind of trust he just tells her okay well then move on then i guess yeah Like, at least he could have done was like, hey, okay, so now that you've told me this, I'm gonna, we're gonna reschedule for a new day to talk more in detail, if you're ready, or if you're not ready that day, we can do it a little later that week or that next week, and build at least a little bit of trust. If someone's, like, coming to you telling you something like this, like, you don't just say, okay, well, if you're not gonna tell me, like, this and that, then get out. You just gotta get over it. How do you think kind of watching those kind of interactions on TV shows and movies and like in this TV show might impact someone like watching her go and reach out to her counselor and ask for help? How do you think watching that and him minimize and kind of discourage her might impact someone that maybe experiencing similar things? I feel as though like it would make it difficult for women and men to like come out and tell people about being sexually assaulted and harassed and bullied. I was bullied for six to seven years at my school and no one did nothing about it. And so like now I don't even reach out to anyone because my counselors and principals would turn me away and say, this didn't happen exactly almost like what's happening with Hannah, but just not sexually assaulted, but like weight shame, the way you look, um, the way that you dress. I just think it's discouraging and 
would make it harder for people to come clean about being assaulted, raped, all of the above. It'd make it hard for them to like trust parents and guardians and counselors and authorities due to the way that people like show it on the TV. Yeah, definitely. And I think like in this show, I know some of the goals, just in doing some background reading, some of the goals of the show is to highlight these problems in our society and like the lack of response when someone is reaching out for help and trying to say what happened to them and the way that people respond to people coming out and saying that they've experienced these traumas and they've experienced, you know, this these bullying and this harassment and these assaults and the way that keep trying to like bring a light to how people react to that and how society reacts to that. And I feel like in some ways that's good that they're trying to bring a light to that, but it's really important that they do a little bit more conversation around that because sometimes it can come across as like, yeah, this is exactly what's, what's happened, especially if you've had those similar experiences kind of maybe would discourage you from even reaching out for help. I feel like, that is a main problem in like schools and society. This people don't trust adults due to these. And yeah, I, I can kind of see how they're trying to highlight sexual assault, bullying, uh, mental health awareness. Because after every episode, in the beginning of each episode, they tell people to give them like a warning, and they also let them know like, hey, if you need help, you can call us, email us, text us. Like giving people someone to reach out to. So I like how they do that and they kind of like point it out and how they kind of bring attention to it. Basically, like this isn't what we're trying to display at all. We want you to realize that it's okay to reach out for help. It's okay to tell people what's going on. And you do not have to like feel guilty about coming out and telling people about what's going on. Yeah, so they're like bringing attention to the lack of response that can often happen when someone does reach out. And also giving resources to those watching who might be experiencing these things and needing to reach out for help. They're showing what I know a lot of people in real life experience where they do come out and say what happened to them. They're showing how difficult it is, how discouraged they are getting. But they're also at the same time saying, here are these resources, reach out for help. If you're just joining in, this is Relationship Rewind on WERU-FM 89.9 Blue Hill. I'm your host, Allie Williamson, and today we have middle school student Grace on to talk about the TV show 13 Reasons Why. You see that a lot in this show, too. The amount of, of bullying and gossiping and like lies that they come up with, which I know is another thing that Hannah really struggled with, is that You know, she was having these really innocent interactions with, you know, even the people that she was going on a date with, and they took advantage of her and turned it around and and started all of these rumors about all of these things she apparently did when she didn't actually do any of them. I think, like, the one thing that comes to mind is um, when she, at the very beginning of season one, she goes on a date with Justin, and they go to a park. And it was her first kiss. And when she describes it, she describes it as being her first kiss. She talks about how she always imagined that her first kiss would be at this park with this, you know, rocket thing. And she describes like how she wanted that to happen. And it happened that way. But then he turns around and takes a picture of her while she's coming down a slide and she's wearing a dress. And so it's a little bit revealing just 
the way she's coming down the slide and the way he took the picture. And then he shares it to the entire school and tells everyone that they slept together in the park and like this public space when that didn't even happen. Yeah. Hannah describing how she wanted her first kiss to be like, how she dreamed of it being the kiss happened, but yet it turned and it was something that she didn't want to ever remember again due to the fact that Bryce leaked a photo of her through the entire school for display. And that could take a toll on someone. Like last year, a former classmate of mine had a photo leaked of them and it was an older student releasing it of a younger student. I don't know what happened there, but all I know is there was a lot. It was a big, schools do take care of that. But I, they, I didn't see anything being done about the incident at their school. Yeah. In the show, this happened and she had to bear it completely alone. People started rumors, gossiped about her, stared at her and laughed at her and made up all of these awful things based off of a picture she didn't even realize was taken of her. And the school didn't really have a reaction to it at all. Yeah, and what came to a surprise about like seeing the relationship between Clay and Hannah and how they're such good friends, how she calls him Helmet and this and that. Um, Clay was sitting at the lunch table eating his lunch and after the photo had been leaked she came and sat down and asked him like how do you come to a problem and address it clearly and he said something about at least I'm waiting or something like that relating back to the whole incident of Hannah and Justin yeah he didn't even ask her anything about it or he didn't talk to her or really offer any support he heard a rumor about his friend who he knows they have a pretty close relationship she calls him helmet they work together they spend time together and instead of offering support and listening to her and trying to understand where she's coming from he just believes what rumors he heard and snaps at her and makes her feel bad about it yeah which i know is like the on his tape in the show she makes 13 tapes and in each tape she outlines the traumas she's experienced and how she feels towards all of these different people that are in her life and each of those tapes as they progress they ultimately show the lead up to her losing her life and on play's tape it wasn't so much him doing anything it was him not doing anything he considered them very good friends. She considered him a friend. But a lot of times when she was going through the most difficult things, he would hear rumors about her and get mad at her for the rumors that were started or not to try to be understanding of where she's coming from or offer support. Yeah. How do you feel like watching that relationship and, and how they are interacting might impact someone? The show is so relatable in so many ways. But there's also so many ways that I can't relate to it at the same time. But I think it can take a toll on someone's mental health, like, really quickly. If, like, you have all these friends and none of them are supportive and none of them are there for you during the hardest times of your life. And they just can't understand what's going on and they spread things about you and make you feel like a bad person for not, like, being happy and being there for for, like, for them when, you know... It's kind of like a two-way street. Like, you you have to be supportive for each other. You can't just rely on one person. It's just 
hard for people to like move forward in their life when they have no one supporting them. So I think that that outlines really well kind of what Hannah's experiencing. Like she has all of these friends that are friends with her in the good times, but when it starts getting more difficult or people start spreading rumors about her to hurt her, a lot of her friends aren't there and aren't supportive. And so it kind of seemed like she felt like she didn't really have a lot of support at all, which it kind of, I mean, maybe gives the message of how like important having those support systems are. Yeah. And there's like so much, there's so many examples in the show of, you know, the guys in the school treating the girls as objects and treating the girls as ways to make them more popular, not even considering how their actions are going to affect them, victimizing them constantly because they want to climb a social ladder at their high school. Like you have the situation with Bryce sexually assaulting a number of girls and using that as bragging rights, objectifying the girls, acting like they aren't even people, they're just objects for him to use. You have the other guys in the school doing the same thing. The one guy, Marcus, asks Hannah to go on a date to set her up as this big joke to make him seem more popular and to laugh with all of the other guys that are in his school. Marcus convinces her to go on this date to a diner with him. She sits there for an hour waiting for him and he doesn't show up. And when he does finally show up, He brings like Mm -hmm. half the football team with him and they're all standing there and watching him and laughing. And he's making this huge show of trying to like feel Hannah up without her consent and turning it into like a spectacle for all these other guys to make himself seem more popular. Mm -hmm. And then I know that there's another example I'm thinking of, of one of the other guys objectifying Hannah to kind of boost their popularity too is Alex when he makes that list he's just making the list because he's with a bunch of those popular guys so he's trying to you know use Hannah to objectify her you know negatively impact her life in a lot of ways by making this list so that he can become more popular so there's this huge theme throughout the show of people treating other people like objects to try to boost their own popularity in the high school how do you think that relates to like the real world and how do you think that watching that might impact you know someone who's who's seeing the show like I can't like like I said I relate to the show in a lot of ways but like it's not as much as the treating like objects like bullying I can relate to like how people bully to like boost their self up and boost their social ladder but just going through that being used as an object and then laughed at by the entire school that can easily make someone snap I couldn't imagine going through something like that especially at that age just being a junior in high school and being used as an object and being put out for like display in front of the entire school and being laughed at about it. It's hard. It's hard to go through something like that. I feel like, I mean, just watching how they treat each other, I'm hoping it sets the example that that's not how we should be treating each other. And I'm hoping that it sets the example for the people who are watching it, that treating other people like objects, victimizing people (laughs) negatively impacts people in 
such severe ways. And that's what I'm hoping people get out of the show is that they watch it and they see that they're doing all these awful things and they are bullying and they're harassing and they're assaulting someone, treating that person like an object. And it has real severe negative impacts on that person. Is there any other kind of thing that you noticed in the show that of people treating each other in not great ways at all? Wasn't there like a hot or not list? Yeah, it was like um it was like a greatest worst yeah thing. I think uh they were making it um they were like sexualizing girls in their bodies. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. So like another example of them using the girls in their school as objects and sexualizing them for like a stupid game that they were playing yeah how do you think kind of watching that happen in the show and watching them make that list and how people are responding to that list how do you think that would impact someone watching it honestly i think it would make it so that they wouldn't want to wear the clothes that they normally wear it would make them want to wear like sweatpants, PJ pants, and baggy hoodies to school. And, and I think them sexualizing the girls and, you know, it just make the girls feel like uncomfortable to go to school and be their self. Yeah, maybe you are seeing how people are treating other people in these ways. And it does make you feel more self-conscious about your own body and what you're wearing and, and like really limiting like your self-expression So my last question is, how do you think overall watching this show might impact someone who's, you know, watching it and growing up and starting to form their own relationship and having their own experiences? Uh, I think that it could, like, lead, uh, like, a preteen or a young adult in how to, they should, like, see and not see a relationship to see if it's healthy or not, like, the... Uh, sexual assault, um, the yelling, the screaming, and arguing, and all of this, and basically all of the signs of domestic uh, violence and uh, sexual assault is unhealthy. So, like, what I'm hearing is like the the impact that you've kind of taken from the show is, or the how you think it might impact people is like giving really good examples of how not to treat each other and highlighting a lot of, you know, the issues of how people are using power and control and using these imbalances to treat each other and like these terrible ways. So maybe watching this show and and being shown these examples might give someone a good idea about how to think a little bit more critically about how maybe they're interacting with their friends and the people they're having relationships with. We'd like to thank Grace for coming on the show today to have this conversation. In today's discussion, we spoke about the TV show 13 Reasons Why and a number of issues impacting young people. Join us again next month where we will be continuing this conversation and breaking down another relationship in popular media. You can also listen to our live stream or subscribe to our podcasts at weru.org or on the WERU smartphone app. As mentioned, please call Next Steps 24-7 and free helpline at 1-800-315-5579 for more support or more information about power and control in relationships and resources available to you. Reach out to 988 to be connected to a suicide and mental health crisis helpline. 
1-800-871-7741 to be connected to Maine's statewide sexual assault helpline or call 211 to get help finding and getting connected to a resource that would be most helpful to you.